talk to you about a show for A and E. And I said, okay. Um, she goes, uh, you would host the show with Stephanie and Triple H. And I said, what? <laughs> Mr. Nick Bartley, my good buddy, good pal, old buddy, old pal. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. man. <laughs> when we were my goalie, you didn't look like that. <laughs> no, no. That's, that's why I got moved out to in front of the net. Yeah, right. Wasn't, wasn't allowed to sit in the back no more. Had to come out and, and put people in their place. That's right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, so hunting nostalgia, that is awesome. I, Thanks. you know – when I knew you like before, like I knew that you were always into the WWE. Like I could remember, like Josh was the same way, your brother, oh, yeah. and uh, and you, you, like, but I didn't take you for like all of like the Disney stuff. And is there? I guess you could talk about get into how you started that, or was it always something that you were interested in? Yeah. Well, the thing is with me, no matter what it is, wrestling, GI Joes. Ninja Turtles, whatever, Star Wars, whatever it is for me, the toys always came first. Like, I would love the toy. It was, it was honestly, it's the same way that He-Man became his pop, like Masters of the Universe. It was the, it was the same path of trajectory that they had of becoming as popular as they were. The toy came first, then was followed by the comic, then was followed by the cartoon. Like, for me, I loved the wrestling toys before I ever loved actually watching wrestling, which, I mean, it came shortly thereafter, but it was always the toys that captivated me first. So whatever it may be, you know, I stemmed out my interest in it from the toy, for sure. Right. So that's always been so like you've loved all the toys from the beginning. Is that the same thing with like uh, oh, yeah. Disney with with? Yeah. OK. For sure. I knew like whenever I was a kid, like my brothers and my sister, they would get toys and then they would sell them at yard sales. I knew for a fact I never wanted any of my things to be sold. Like I would always right. sell. I would always tell my mom, like, listen, please don't sell any of my stuff. Like, please. And that's why as soon <laughs> as I was as soon as I moved out of the house, I took every piece of everything that I had out because I knew it would be gone, but they yeah. didn't feel that importance to keep them. But I always did. Like I've had these, you know, since I've been one. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. You got quite the collection there. Have you, have you yeah. ever had it like valued? Uh, I had like just this case, like I can yeah. go through and, and pick out like what right. it, you know, what, what it would be worth. Just the top and the middle right. row is probably, I'd say I think the last time I looked was probably around three or four thousand, and then the bottom is where it gets really—that's where you get into the really expensive guys. But that, like, that's not—they're worth nothing. My toys, these toys right here, yeah. they're worth nothing. They're worth zero dollars yeah. because I would never sell them ever. Yeah, I don't right, care. Right. I have had people offer because I hate selling toys. I hate it. I mean, I do it every once in a while because I find so many. And in, in through recording the show that I do have to sell some, but I hate it. I hate giving them, you know, I feel like I'm ripping somebody off no matter what price I give them, no matter how happy they are. I always feel like I'm. it's a toy. It's a toy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's how I look at it. Toys for toy prices. <laughs> you need like a, like a Willy Wonka sized, you know, emporium. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, well, it's crazy. Uh, we just sold our house yesterday. And um, we're moving across the street to a brand new house. It's being built right now. And then the basement, I get my own studio. 
It's going to be insane. <laughs> that room is going to, it's, my wife will never, ever want to be in that room. Yeah. <laughs> ever. <laughs> but, you know, which is all right. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, man. That's awesome, though, dude. Um, is there is there like a genre that you like more? Like, do you, do you like the WWE side of things? Do you like the Disney side of things? Like, is there one that you question. look one that you look for? I guess. Well, I mean, wrestling was my first. Wrestling mm-hmm. was definitely my first love. You know, that right. was. You know, I was Hulk Hogan for Halloween whenever I was 13 months old. I mean, I was listening to the crowd and I could barely walk. Like my knees would buckle in and I had a barbell in my hand. Like I have always, wrestling has always been first. Star Wars, I love it all. Anything that reminds me of a time, this is my tagline for hunting nostalgia. Anything that gives me that feeling that brings me back to a time in my life when at least then I considered it to be perfect. You know what I mean? Like that is what I'm after. I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to be a toy. Whenever the history channel got a hold of me last year, which I know I'm jumping around, but when they got a hold of me last year, the first time, cause I was, he told me, this is what the casting or the, um, the production network, they told me Cineflex production. They said, you are the only guy who has been pitched to the history channel two times in the same year for two different projects. It's like, it just doesn't happen. Cause they see one guy in the project. Right. They don't, they don't go for the project. They don't keep the guy. Like that was weird. They're like, we kept you. They're like, that's unheard of in this industry is keeping a guy and bouncing him around. But whenever I signed my deal with them, when I signed my deal with Cineflex, two days later, Corona arrived in the United States too. Yeah. So, okay. So, so let's get, let's get into that a little bit. So, you are now on Armstrong, which is for mm-hmm. everybody that's listening and watching this. That's a local channel around like yeah. Mars, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Well, you know what? That's what I thought too. That's exactly what I thought. But whenever I, you know, agreed, whenever I sold right. them six episodes, he's like, he's like, all right, you'll be on in Kentucky next week. And I said, huh? He goes, yeah, Armstrong is in Kentucky, in Ohio, in West Virginia, Maryland, New York. I'm like, wow, I had no idea. There is 1.1 million people that have my channel that I want that not my channel. Someday oh, on my yeah. channel now. One point one million people are able to watch Hunting Nostalgia on TV, and that is insane to me. Insane. It is crazy. It's cool. It's, it's that is so, so really okay. cool. It's a good cow. So, how did you? At what point did you think, like you know, with all these toys that I have, I could actually make? you know, like a show out of this or people, other people are interested in what I'm doing to where you want to start putting it on, <laughs> like putting videos on Instagram and on YouTube and things like that. Well, it's funny. Um, I, I've always wanted to be, I, I mean, it's a horrible thing to say. I like to be the center of attention. I want everybody looking at me, no matter if I'm playing hockey, Cam knows exactly what I'm talking about. I, I don't even, it, this isn't, this it. isn't even my, this isn't even my <laughs> hockey voice. Cam knows my hockey voice. I'm a totally Let's different get person. Into it. Let's go. <laughs> I don't even know if I can do it. I have to be super angry. My eyes have to be bloodshot red. <laughs> like, I don't know what happens. As soon as I pull the skate, I just start talking like this. Let's go. This is so weird. I don't know. Cam knows. He's played enough. With me to know. But that's the only time in my life that I act like that. It's the only time. 
It's the only time I act like an insane person. Well, other than when I'm sniffing old toys, is whenever I would play hockey. I don't know. That's where I would get all my aggression out. But it was funny. That's that is what the first time that I got pitched to the History Channel last year. That was their that was their remarks to me. They said, "You don't have any edge. You don't have enough edge." And I'm like, "What? Really? It's like I've never yeah. been told that in my life." Wow. They're like, "You don't have enough edge." They said. Um, you need something else. And I'm like, well, listen, I'm not going to create an edge about toys. That doesn't make sense. Right. I love toys. So I created the edge by inventing the angry cameraman in hunting nostalgia. Like he right. is my edge. Elvira, uh, the girl that I work with, she is my edge. Like those two people combine, like they create my alternate, you know, something different right. to look at something different to, to be part of. You know what I mean? Like right. that was the whole, that was, that's what they said. I thought it was fine, but what you were asking is how I started this, this ridiculous. I've always wanted to be entertaining. I've always wanted to entertain people. I've always wanted to be on television. But the way that I actually started this, it was about three years ago. And I thought, how can I possibly get people to pay attention to me talking about old toys? Because whether people realize it or not, everybody can feel that feeling of nostalgia. Everybody loves and at least had one, one toy in their life, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder how I can be so ridiculous that people will watch me, um, you know, for two minutes talk about toys. And I could actually get I have I have part of it right here. If I could just grab it. Just give me one sec. Yeah, yeah you're good. It. You're it'll, good. it'll be worth it. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, he's already boy. laughing <laughs> all right um so like i said i wanted to figure out a way that i could get people to stop and just watch because that is the hardest thing that is right. the hardest thing to get people to do is to stop and watch and it's so weird because it's so easy you would it would seem to be so easy like here let's you know subscribe like comment it's not. It's not easy. It is crazy how hard you have to work to get those views and all that crap. I never imagined it in a million years. So what I did, and this is ridiculous, I created <laughs> two different characters that I used to split my face down the middle. And I would shave this half of my face and I would leave this half stubble and I would spike up this side of my hair and this side <laughs> I would grease down and lay down flat on my on my head. And so this side of my face was a huge nerd, a huge like me. He was a huge toy nerd. He loved it. He loved talking about toys. And this side of my face was his cousin, Boris, and he hates toys. He thinks toys are the most ridiculous things ever. So what I would do is I would get how can I do this? I would get super close like this. And this side would be the Boris, and I would hate the toys. They are pathetic toys, you little snibbling rat. I cannot stand you play with the toys. Oh, come on, Boris. There's no reason to be so mean about toys. They're just fun. Everybody loves toys. You love toys because you are a moron. That's right, moron. You love the toys. Like that. And I would do that for hours. And there would be some times where I'd be in the basement doing that, and I thought I'd lost my mind. Because they became so, they became so real 
that um, I would laugh at them. Like there was one time I specifically remember they were talking about swear words and um, I, I'm not a big, I don't, I don't really swear. It's just not my thing. I don't do it. I, um, I don't know. I don't know. I could if I wanted to, but I just really don't. Um, even in my rage, Cam, yeah. even my rage, but like, just do it. They felt real. Like I remember sitting downstairs and doing that skit and uh, Boris saying, Oh, I love swear words. No, Boris, don't talk about it. I love them. I love and then I, w- I was just saying letters. I love the P word. Oh, that's a good no, I don't even know what that word means. Like just different things. And I was laughing so hard. I was literally crying. And uh it was it was um September 23rd, 2019. I got an email from this woman who from this woman from this woman who was a casting director and she said i'm a casting director for a company she says i would like to talk to you about doing a show about toys and i thought yeah right okay i said um you know when are you gonna ask me for my bank account information like that's what i thought it was i always think everything is a scam that's actually who's waiting for my voice auditions is the same woman who i've been with for two years um but she uh she goes i want to talk to you about and so you know I got off the phone. I'm like, all right, you know, or I saw off the email. I said, whatever, I'll, I'll do an interview tomorrow. I looked her up that night and she was worth $8 million. So I was like, what? This girl is real. Like this girl was really a casting director for this show. So the next day I'm in my truck, I'm all disheveled. Like I, I didn't know what was going on. It was my first interview in entertainment in my life. And I, I answered the Skype call and I'm just sitting in my truck. Cause I wanted the sound to be good. I wanted her to be able to hear me. And she's like, um, where are you? I said, I'm in my truck. She goes, I have to see you. She said, this is for television. And I said, oh, crap. So I got on there. And actually, <laughs> I think I forget where it was. They put it somewhere like they put like they put a lot of different um, the company Cineflex. They put together a lot of different video packages of me. Right. And I remember there's one from that very first day. And I'm like, holy crap. It was like a flashback. But um, so she started pitching it. And then she came back. She said, you're our guy. We're going with you. We're going to pitch you to the History Channel. Um, she said, do you know anyone that would be interested in doing this with you? She says, we're the same company that makes American Pickers. She said, so what we want you to do is we want you to go. My line was. My name is Nick Bart. My name is Nick Bartley, and I crisscross the country collecting toys that I love. Not just any toys, but that's what they wanted me to do. They wanted me to go from uh, North Carolina to LA collecting toys and selling them. They wanted me searching for that holy grail that was worth tons of money. That's not me. I dig right. through poop. Like I dig through attics. I dig through, you know, I dig through the trash to find toys that are affordable. You know what I mean? There is no reason that these toys should be as expensive as they are. It drives me crazy. I cannot stand when I go on eBay and see something that is literally $5 that I have paid $5 for in the past. I see people selling it for $80 and it drives me wild. It's the number one thing about toy collecting that I hate uh, are the people who gouge people with toys. They're toys. You know what I mean? If you want to make money, do something else. Collect coins. Do something else. Toys is not where it's at for you. That's that's what I've always said. Um, but yeah, so she said that. And I said, I do know somebody I, I told I said, my uncle, he knows a lot about sports. So 
we did a pilot. We did we shot for hours for Cineflex, um, and then they pitch it to the History Channel, and they come back and say, um, "You're great, but your uncle's too old." And I'm like, "What?" So I have to be the one to deliver that news. Hey, John, my uncle, you're too old to be part of this show. <laughs> yeah, like, it's awful. It was. It was bad. <laughs> um, and he was he was devastated by it. Of course he was. He thought he was going to be right. on the History Channel. Just you know, it was awful. So then. That, you know, fizzled out and they're like, we found you a girl. And I'm like, what? You found me a girl? I'm like, how am I, you know, I don't, right. I, I just thought, who could this be? Who could be so ridiculous and so absurd about toys, you know, that is going to work with me. Right. And then the first day that I met her, Elvira, they're like, we got the perfect girl. And she was, she is. I mean, she works very well with me. Um, she gives a different aspect of nostalgia than i do because i don't i didn't collect barbies you know what i mean like that's her thing and it gives somebody other than you know it gives the audience something to look at for five minutes every episode other than this you know what i mean like i feel like a change up is necessary and i think that that's what made it uh her involvement in the commercials that i do and all the different stuff made it into a television show because it was never it was never supposed to be a, a web series like it was never meant for that you know, uh, but then they loved it. They were pitching it, you know, to people and then signed the contract. Two days later, Corona arrived. Yeah. So, but, you know, what can you do? Yeah. So, so I mean, that's exciting either way, though. And yeah. Oh, yeah. do you think that once things kind of open back up that you'll have another shot of getting on the History Channel? Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy, whenever I because I own Hunting Nostalgia now. Yeah, it is mine. Like I own the trademark. I own the concept, you know, like it is my deal. So what's great is, is that guy, he, the, the main guy that I talked to at Cineflex, uh, the day that, um, Armstrong purchased the the season off me because they purchased six episodes and, um, I said, somebody's dancing upstairs. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, they bought six episodes off me, but I told them, I says, I do not want any contract. I says, I'll make a deal with you right now. Give me a check and I'll give you six episodes. I don't want a contract. You guys will have not, no control over what I do. You will have no ownership over the show. Uh, right. You know, I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, it was going to be my show. So I just really right. wanted the exposure while nobody else is filming because the filming bands are still active in, in New York and in LA. So nobody else is doing any reality TV except for hunting nostalgia. It's just, it worked out because now the fact that it's my concept, their concept, their show was called retro hunters go. And it just, it wasn't what I do hunting nostalgia. That is what I do. That is right. me. It's just me with a camera rolling. That is it. It is. That's it. You know, I mean, that is truly it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty awesome that you mentioned the American Pickers because this was, that was the first thing that I thought about as soon as you were talking about the History Channel because I've yeah. I've grown up watching that Kyle I don't know if you've ever seen oh yeah that's it's one of my dad's favorite shows I mean he well, loves the first, watching them like go into places and find things <laughs> well the first time that they pitched the first time that they pitched it was just me it was just me and I was finding toys before my uncle even got involved and the American Pickers there them specifically said "Uh uh-uh this guy is not doing that show period like they really ended it yep ended it and but this thing is that i found about out about american pickers which i was devastated about was it is so super fake it's crazy i'm like are you is it really 
it's so fake. It's so fake because the the casting director is like, well, she's like, you're gonna have to like, she's like, I don't want to say it, but um, make sure something's there. And I said, what? I said, she said, like, like you know, make sure, like, like if you have a, a box of toys, like, just make sure you put something in there that's worth your time. And I'm like, no, I'm that is not, I, yeah. that is not me. I said, <laughs> right. she's like, well, she's like, the pick, number one, the pickers don't buy everything that they say they buy, they don't buy it. Number two, their store where they sell this stuff, it's not a store at all. It's a, a gift shop. Like, you can buy like one percent of the items that they find at the store. Everything else is just for display. It's just, it seems. I just don't understand how you can have a show and it's like, Hey, I will barter with you. I'm the worst haggler ever. That's another thing about me. I don't haggle. <laughs> they, you can't fake. Like when I see something and I go, <gasps> they, I can't shave off two bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be like, Oh, well I'll give you six instead. You know what I mean? It doesn't work for me, <laughs> but like here, I'll give you, I'll give you $3 for this scar. Happy meal toy from 1995. Okay. And then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to show you at the end of the episode that I sold this for $600. How does that make you feel? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how does yeah. that make yeah, no, I, that I person feel? Exactly it's crazy to me. It's but, interesting hey. you say that because, like, I feel like every time they find something, they're like, hey, I'll give you $300 for this. Like, what do they do at the end of the episode? Just say, sorry, I'm not actually giving you $300. I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. But it's nuts. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And that... That I never liked that. I never liked the right. fact, but honestly, it was the History Channel. I would have balanced on a ball on one foot for an hour if that's what they wanted me to do. <laughs> they wanted to put me on television, you know what I mean? So I was yeah. willing to do whatever it uh, you know, whatever it took. But right. I'm right. really happy now that I have this situation. I've yeah. achieved my I've achieved my first goal of actually being on television, which is what I wanted. Uh, and this is just the first step. It's just, you know, the first so step. You got, yeah, absolutely. Geez. You, you sold six episodes to them, so you, you have six coming out, and that's just in one season. Um, yeah. Have you talked about any seasons moving forward yet, or is that too early in the process? Um, no. Well, i got to see my my ratings. I get my ratings right. at the end of the month, and I want because I told the director of this network the very first meeting I had with him, the very first day I ever met him, I said, understand that I will be the highest rated program your show, your network has ever had. Ever. And he said, I hope that that's true. Because I know, I know that I can. I know I was right. on track to be on the History Channel. You know what I mean? Right. Now, yeah, yeah. now I'm doing this because that's the only option I have. It was either right. sit and wait and do nothing until COVID corrects itself, or I can make my own show and sell it to somebody. And that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you've got the personality, man. You, I, I know you're animated. You like, you're entertaining. You got it all going on over there for you. And that's and the, 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 the good thing about it is it's authentic. Like it's as oh, real yeah. as it get. Like what people see when they see you, I, I can vouch that that is 110% yeah. how you are every other second of the day. It's, so it's it like, is true. It is yeah. true. That is, it's, but I believe, I truly believe that, like, because people say that to me all the time. And I, it's hard for me to answer that because the most normal I feel is whenever I have a red light in front of my face. Right. That is the most normal, or I have an audience, you know what I'm talking about. You know, right. that is the most normal I feel. Whenever I'm alone by myself, that's when I feel like, holy crap, I'm actually a psychopath. <laughs> I don't know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's, it's weird. I feel the most natural whenever I have a red light you know, recording me. It's weird. That's always yeah. been that way though. Yeah. So, so the history channel wanted you to travel across the States. 
Now, do you think that you'll take hunting nostalgia across the states, or do you want to stay like oh, yeah. local here now? Are you welcome? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Whenever when someone comes to me, whoever mm-hmm. it may be, because now it can be anybody. It's my show. I'm selling it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so whenever those, uh, you know, whenever that person comes along, that is exactly what I want to do. I want to do this around the world. I want to do hunting nostalgia everywhere. Everybody in the world can feel that feeling of nostalgia. Of Everybody. Probably. Yeah. You know, it it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the same thing with like, you know, food or a smell or something that triggers that sense. It can take you back to any point in time and just make you feel a certain type of way. But that, no, that's awesome. I think that, you know, it's very smart that you got the rights to everything. If if you would have came to me and asked for like my piece, my uh, piece of advice, if I would have gave you one piece of advice, it was to make sure that you would own the rights. Yeah. Make sure it's mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Everybody told me that whenever I signed the deal, for, I didn't sign it. Whenever I right. accepted the deal to be on television, I knew that at that moment I had to trademark hunting nostalgia because at that point, yep. anybody could have turned on that TV and seen what I was doing and said, well, here, I'm going to do my own hunting nostalgia. You know, that could have easily right. happened, you know, but now right. I cannot. <laughs> I got my yeah. form on how to write cease and desist emails. <laughs> it's funny. Yes. It's weird. <laughs> that was my, that was my comment uh, yeah. to your Instagram post. As soon, Kyle, as soon as he got the trademark, I was like, you know, it's only a matter of time before you start sending out uh, yeah. DCMA notices. <laughs> it's I got a whole packet on how to do it. Yeah. It's nuts. I'm like, holy crap. There's there's you know, there's a lot of stuff that I just don't understand. But right. one thing I did the the thing that that bothers me was in between those two days before COVID um you know ruined everything everywhere. Right. Um the uh, I got a call from Rachel Macy Casting. This was the day after the the first day after I signed my deal with Cineflex. I got a call from Rachel Macy Casting, and she goes, um, "Hi," she said. "I would love," she says, "I would love to talk to you about a show for A and E." And I said, "Okay." Um, she goes, uh, "You would host the show with Stephanie and Triple H." And I said, "What? What?" <laughs> I I said. Are you kidding me? She goes, it's about in-ring collectibles. So what you would do is, and I said, listen, I says, I can't talk to you. I said, number one, I says, I'm not an in-ring collectibles guy. I said, so that's just not, and I knew in my head, I just signed what, a contract. I'm not even allowed to talk. Like Ric Flair's robe or oh, okay, gotcha. a turnbuckle or not this stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. any of that, you know, in-ring that was used, like the title, whatever, whatever it may yep. be. And okay. um, I said, I'm not even allowed to talk to you. I said, I just signed a deal with Cineflex yesterday. I said, she said, we want to fast track you to the end. And I said, I can't even speak to you. She's like, can you even tell me what the show is about? I said, I'm not allowed. Um, and then everything happened. So two, it was like back to back. It was weird. It was just so weird the way that everything happened. And uh, that one haunts me. That one haunts me a little bit because it would have been. Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you never me. know. I mean, I bet, you know, a couple of years from now, you might look back and say, I'm really yeah. glad that never even turned Could out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, no, I already can say that because Hunting Nostalgia is now a right. real live television show. And that's what I've always, always wanted it to be. Yeah. Dude, that's insane, man. I like crazy. I mean, that's crazy. From, from when <laughs> I was really home is. and we were playing hockey to where we're at now. Like <laughs> it's it's insane. It was a it's it's more work than anything I have ever done. Ever. Yeah. What, oh, what's really cool is next week I'm filming with the um Penguins, Pittsburgh Penguins radio host Brian Metzer. 
Uh, I'm filming with him. He's going to be uh, on an episode about horror, horror toys. He loves horror. And uh, I got to know him. And I said, listen, I said, am I allowed to advertise that I'm going to have, you know, the Penguins radio hosts host right on my show he's like yeah man he's like absolutely uh, that is cool like that is that's cool. neat like he reached out you know it was nuts really yeah. it's fun it's really fun. I mean, you're you're building that network man that network's just growing and it's you know it's and i have no idea what i'm there. doing at social media none i have facebook well, looks like chinese to me i don't even know what it is i'm like what is this stuff my wife's telling me she's like oh yeah it's so easy i'm like what i can barely type <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I, I went onto your Instagram today and I personally was not a huge toy collector, nor did I really play with too many toys growing up. But I mean, just watching you in those videos and like, the, <laughs> the you know, all the animated things you do and everything like it was captivating. And like I was yeah. watching videos on toys that I had absolutely no clue about, but I just found them <laughs> entertaining. Like they're just fun to watch. <laughs> I bet you remember this one. This is I think Let's this see. is your era. So I, was actually, I was a yep. I was a Power Ranger for Power hours. Ranger. You were. Yep. I love how you just literally <laughs> reach behind you and pull it out. Like just, I just. I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. You know, I was thinking of the age. I'm like, hmm. So I bet you that would be one that that you would have liked. You know, <laughs> yep. everybody has it. Everybody has it. It doesn't have to be a toy. That's what's cool about hunting nostalgia. In the next, in the episode that's coming out tomorrow, I get to look at this collection of Heinz ketchup memorabilia. It is unbelievable. It is 100-year-old items, original bottles. You know that the pickles used to come in a wooden bottle? It was a wooden jar with the Heinz pickles. <laughs> I know. But this woman, she has, it was, it has to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of wow. Stuff. It's insane. Original soup. The uh, the Heinz History Center, the museum, right. wants to buy all this stuff off her. And I'm sure it, it's awesome. It, but that's not that's not my era. Like that's not my area. But still, it was super neat. And I love I love learning about any you know anything like that. Anything that gives you that right. that feeling. So, you, I, so a question. Oh, go ahead, Cam. I oh, know you can finish. I, I'm going to take us off topic a little bit. <laughs> So was I, but, um, all right. So, <laughs> um, so like with nostalgic items and things like that, I was a huge fan of Pokemon growing up. Like I played everything Pokemon and like, I'm looking now and like, I feel like in the last four or five months, really Pokemon cards, I know you're not a card collector, but the cards specifically have really taken off in terms of, you know, being oh. really valuable yeah. and it's ridiculous. I mean, when I was it little, is. I would buy a box of cards for, 10 or $12. And now they're selling online for like over a hundred thousand dollars. each. I know it's insane. It's well, do you ridiculous. see they have Pokemon now? I think it's, I think that that's what they're giving away at McDonald's, I think, but there's a huge problem. Now all these big sweaty, fat, greasy jerks who want to load up eBay with all of these, <laughs> like they'll go into McDonald's and they'll buy every single toy, every single toy. And then they, that no one else can the get kid, them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? I, I, it drives me wild. I don't know if you're Star Wars fans at all, but um, in uh, Star Wars episode one, there's this little guy. He flies around. He has wings. His name is Watto. And uh, the Jedi, he tries to use a mind trick on him. And he goes, mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. I'm a toy darian. That's what I call those people. Those slime balls that go and they wipe out toy shelves and they wipe out McDonald's. Just for the money. Yeah, they're toy darians. They don't care about the toys. They only care about the money. 
that's what it is. And that ticks me off. And I can, that is what I yeah. fight against. Like I fight against that so hard because it's sickening. It's sickening. It, the only, I think that's really cool because I, you know, I feel like nowadays people like they, it, especially our generation can, they see one thing that makes someone a lot of money and they're like, Oh, I'm yeah. just going to go do that. And like, you yeah. know, people are seeing Pokemon stuff skyrocketing in sales. They're like, well, I have no connection to this or any reason to have it, but if it's going to sell, I'll go do it. Of course. Do you Whereas, still have your you know, Pokemon stuff? So it's funny you asked that. I was back at home like a couple months ago and I had this binder of Pokemon cards and I kept them all like really nice. And I had all these individual sleeves. I would double sleeve some of them if I it was like a good one. Like I had all three evolutions everything like all the legendary why cards. do you say had they're not gone, <laughs> yeah, they they're gone. you're right it's there somewhere but like i just i have not found it and i looked for probably three hours the one day I'll i gotta sniff keep them out yeah. sniff them out <laughs> i've been in attics <laughs> i've been oh man covered i have a little light that i wear on top of my head when i'm in attics it's it's crazy i have found the most ridiculous yeah. things i actually have a drawer back here with little tiny pokemon i mean i that was so i actually have a huge collection of the action figures that I still have. <laughs> and I would take those everywhere with me. I took them oh, when I was little, go to school. Dude. I'd have one in my pocket because it would just make me feel safe. Like, I, I don't know. See? I had it from home. Oh, my God. When See? I was in, like, first and second grade, I'd just have it in my pocket. Um, Do you I remember had, when you got your first one? Oh, yeah. I went to uh, – so it was, like, my seventh birthday, and my dad took me to the Pokemon Center in New York. Oh, And I got it. there. And we got to this, it was just this wall of just all these Pokemon action figures. And I went and picked one and I, I turned around to my dad and I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. He's like, well, you're not just going to get one if we drove all the way here to the Pokemon center. Oh. So I got like, I got like 15 or 20 of them. And like, oh. it, and then since then I was just collecting the little Pokemon action figures, which I still have up. A, I have that bag up in my room. So oh. now um, when you look at that, when you bring that item out in 50 years, you will feel seven oh, yeah. years old. You yeah. will feel, exactly. I don't care if you are, if you are 113 years old, if you get yeah. those out, you will instantly remember that time that you went to the Pokemon store with your dad. And that is probably why that continued that entire time. That is hunting nostalgia. Yep. <laughs> I feel like doing that to myself sometimes because there are things that I have to say, like I have to get this yeah. out. I have to say Elvira Taylor of the dolls, like you know, just different things. Right. And and right. if I forget them, the whole scene is ruined. And that has happened so often. And I'm like, oh, it's such crap. But it's part it's of it. It's a lot to remember. So so do you have like a favorite toy in your collection? Like the not like a number one? In my collection? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get it. Oh, what is it? Of course you I did. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go get it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta see the number one, man. My phone is like blown up. Oh, dude, I love this stuff. Of course I gotta see this thing. Oh yeah. Gotta see the dude, best one. When when uh, we can keep it going, but when he was talking about um, the WWE stuff, like the, the in ring with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, I was I just remember like always being over their house. And Josh had, he had like every belt, dude. He literally would like hoist the belt up, and he, he had, he had just, I, dude, literally every single belt. Um, it was ridiculous. Like they loved WWE, man. They used to like play that stuff all the time. So for him to have that opportunity, 
and then it like passes up. But just to have that opportunity to begin with is insane. I yeah. bet you didn't expect it to be about four feet long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow, WWF tabletop hockey. Oh, oh yeah. my god! <laughs> Massive. Look at that. I played. I played with this toy. Look, you got Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Earthquake, <laughs> Million Dollar hockey. Man. They're playing hockey. Now, I wonder why I love hockey so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, I was playing this before I was watching the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know? It's two of your favorite things just in one toy. That's it. Is oh, it. Yeah. And look how nice <laughs> I kept it. This it was 1991. And wow. look at how nice. You know, that was one thing. Yeah. I always kept good care of my stuff. I always, because I always knew I wanted to have it forever. And that's my favorite toy ever. I even have the original puck. That's surprising, actually. It's a really small puck. I don't know how you haven't yeah. lost. There were two, and I don't know what happened to the other one. But oh, is that a fun? I also have Ninja Turtles too. It's just as big and just as awesome. <laughs> it's right back there too. But yeah, those are my. Those... No, that's awesome though. But do you collect like? I know these aren't toys, but like just old DVDs or like VHS tapes or anything that yeah you collect those too. Yeah, well, that's funny. My next episode is about rental stores it's about how you used to be able to go on right. well, this is what i used to do i used to, <laughs> and i used to get the vhs tapes well yeah i yeah blockbuster I, but my the where i would go every friday night it was five for five friday nights at movies plus on route eight um so i would go there and my mom and my other siblings and my dad they wanted to rent their own movies so i had my mom get me my very own adult account at Movies Plus. So every Friday, I got to go and she got to go and she'd pick out her 10 movies and I'd pick out my 10 movies and my 10 movies. And I was an adult and like, you know, I'd be ringing up whatever I would be getting, whatever movies I should not have been watching all of them. But a lot of them were wrestling or right. old movies, Marx Brothers, Abbott and Costello. But I would sneak in those horror movies, the topless scene horror movies. And uh, I'd be at the counter <laughs> and when you would check out those VHS, because they would open them, scan them, and then they would take your bag and they'd put it down near the door. So right. I would be checking out, and whenever those R movies would pop up, and uh, they'd be like, you're 10, you can't be renting this. I'd be like, oh, no, it's okay. There's my mom. And she'd go... <laughs> And I just get him. She had no idea. She had no idea what I was running. No clue. None. And it, it was. I mean, There's my mom. I mean, like she's right there. I was like, I don't know. I'm not alone. Of course, I'm not here running. Uh, whatever this. Yeah. Know, right. Porkies or whatever it is. I said, yeah. There she is. And she'd go, yep. I'm here. I'd be like, yep. She is. She's great. I love it, dude. I love it. So they're, they're obviously. I'm. I'm assuming like everybody's supportive of what you're doing. Oh, yeah. nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, if it wasn't for it, it is so much more than just me being a fool. It is so much more like all the editing is done by the angry cameraman. He right. does everything. I could never ever. If it wasn't for him, I'd still be doing Boris and Bart <laughs> and the super short <laughs> retro toy report. That's very right. But whenever I talk to that woman from the casting department, the right. first sentence, and I'll never forget it as long as I live, the first sentence out of her mouth was, We are not interested in Boris and Bart. <laughs> <laughs> first sentence and i'm like oh okay 
Hey, at least it got somebody to stop long enough to look and see uh, what is this idiot with these glass? What's he that's doing? True, yeah. And I can't even see out of those. It is like so. It's my dad's glasses. I can't even see out of them. But it's fine. Yeah, but here's here's the thing with that though is like they may not be interested in it, but they can see personality and they can see that they're oh, willing yeah, yeah. to do whatever it takes. And that's what that's they, what you know, that's what they want. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they want because they'll be like, For all sure. right. You know, now that you own the rights to this show, you can go out and, and they know that you're going to get good shots. They know that, you know, you're so passionate about this, that you love this stuff, that um, you're going to do whatever it takes to get it done. That's that's how I feel. And that's what I told him. I, I told the guy from Cineflex when he called and said, listen, uh, with these filming bands, he said, your contract is stagnant. He's like, we can't pitch you. He's like, you cannot shoot your pilot. I was supposed to meet Elvira in North Carolina, and we were supposed to go from North Carolina to L.A. collecting these toys and these memories and all this crap. But that could never happen. So he's like, so you're – I said, so <clears> – <throat> I said, am I able to use – am I able to do whatever I want now? I says, am I able to sell myself? And he goes, absolutely. He goes, you can do whatever you want. He says, but I want to let you know I'm still keeping you under contract. So I'm thinking that once this opens up, considering the fact that he can just renew that contract whenever he wants right. to, I hope that that gets renewed and he makes that call and says, let's put Hunting Nostalgia on the History Channel now. That's yep. what I want. But the History Channel is changing. We they're changing. They're getting far more serious uh, than we were supposed to be. One of the string of shows. There was a show on there called Eating History, and it was these guys, and they were eating like old food, like hundred year old war rations and stuff. And then everything got serious with you know everything that happened. And they're like, we're going to concentrate more on American history. So whatever, right. which is fine. That's what the History Channel should be. It shouldn't be people eating poop out of a can. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so so with all that traveling um like is, and your, your family is, is at home too right so like you're are you all going to try to pick up and go somewhere you're going to try to stay like in pa or hey if i yet? can make enough money i'll take them anywhere you right. know if i can make enough yeah. money i'll load them up into the big bus and we'll go we'll go west right. <laughs> you know what i mean but doing this now being able to do this it's honestly i mean i know that it is it is a a level of success Getting my show on television is a level of success that I do feel, but it is nowhere near my goal. Nowhere near right. my goal. Right. And, and so, I, I, you know. Yeah. So, okay. So talking and like kind of segueing, segueing into that. So like, do you have like a five-year plan or like, what are some of your big goals, you know, for this show outside of like the history channel that we've been discussing? <clears throat> my big goals. I want to be, the biggest star in the world. No, no, I do. I, do. I absolutely do. I want to be on every single television in every single home. Yeah. In the world. That's what I want. And I so, won't stop until that's what I get. So what's it going to take for you to get your own like toy, your own action figure, your own something <laughs> that people can collect? Um, it's funny. When I wrote, I wrote a, a book about these guys uh, with some guys from England and um, they told me that they were making these figures. They said, eventually they'd be sending them out. You know, I would love to have a Nick Bartley hunting nostalgia toy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. Hey, I'm happy. I got the masks. It, it's cool seeing any, any level of success. Like people asking me, Hey, can I buy a hunting nostalgia mask? Like that's neat. I'd rather give yeah. you one. You know what I mean? Like it's just right. it's really neat the recognate the recognition for doing something I find so fun and so silly that people really like is that is that is amazing to me. It's absolutely amazing. But I do. I want to be number one. I want to be the best. That's what I just is, what it is. 
like yeah to your point is seeing that support happen right in front of your eyes there's like no other feeling yeah there's no other yeah. feeling like it and yeah. it's it's awesome you know because kyle and i are kind of getting to that point and then people th- th- we're at the point where it's like some people some people support us and some other people are like acting like they support us but then we can tell that they're like waiting for shit to actually happen yeah. and you know <laughs> do you know how many yeah. people i told what i was like <clears throat> whenever i would tell people I could see, like, especially, like, especially people in my family. Like, I would tell them all this stuff that was happening. Like, all right. these people who were talking to me. I was like, you won't believe I had the producer of Mark Hamill's show reach out and said, hey, if you need any help, let me know on your show. I'm like, what? Like, he's producing Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. Right, yeah. And he's asking me if I need any help. It's like, it's just so weird. But I could look in somebody's face as I was telling them. And I knew as they were walking away, they'd go, that guy's insane. Well, now I'm on television. You know, I told yeah. them. <clears throat> I told them. Yes, that's yeah. pretty much it. That's it. Suck <laughs> it. I, I knew that I wasn't going to stop until I got that. I, I just knew it. And now, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't plan on ever stopping until I'm the best. And yeah, that's, 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 it. that's it. Oh, you're, yeah, you're going to get there, man. I Like, I oh, know yeah. you. I know how you operate. You know, it's only a matter of time. But do you have like a plan forward of how you, you're going to move to this full time? Because you do, like you mentioned, you do have a, an actual full time job. Yeah. And this is like, this is the side, this is the hustle of the side hustle. So. That contract just has to be big enough for me to do it. I mean, if I could still keep my job, you know, working right. here in Pittsburgh and do that and make a lot of money doing that, that's, that's great. I mean, right. that'd be great. I would love to be able to do both. You know, I love Mars. I love Pittsburgh. I, you know, I'd like right. to stay here. That'd be, that'd be perfect. There's a lot of stuff around here that could be done. You know, I could fly to Florida for a couple of days, do a couple of little hunts. You know, I would love to make it as big as I possibly can. Yep. And I think that I think eventually uh, when all the seriousness settles down, they're going to want to watch some big dork sniffing toys. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> That's what I think. I mean, if if not, like if if anything, you could maybe make a show on TLC. They got some weird stuff on there. Hey, I will, I will. They the weirdest place they pitched me to was BYU TV, and I don't even know what that is. I guess Brigham Young University TV. I don't know, but hey, I'm very happy to be on Armstrong. I think it's I think it's awesome. Yeah, and it's cool that people can still watch. Like I'm making a show for television, but people yeah. can still watch it on YouTube, which I think is cool. You know, I release yeah. it the same day, so. I mean, how many people can say that they are on TV? Um, like, not not too many. Not too many, at least outside <laughs> of, like, Hollywood. Yeah, but. it is. It's, it is a weird, weird feeling. To look through and see my name on the TV guide was the most, like, that is, I was yeah, so excited cool. about that. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. There it is. My name is on the TV guide. Like, you know, I wish it was still a little book you could flip through. But still, that has always been one of my goals, to have my name in the TV guide, and there it is. Wish it was a book. Man, yeah. between the books the and Blockbuster. Book? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've come a long way since then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so some of, like, do you have, like, an example of some of the biggest challenges and sacrifices that you've made or had to make to make this happen? Um, It's so much time. Yeah. It's just, like, there are nights that I'm writing show, I'm writing shows, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and I don't even realize it. You know, right. it's a lot, a lot of writing. It's a lot. Cause, I mean, I, I, cause I can't write my words for the show because what happens whenever I go to these places is all spontaneous stuff. 
But if mm. I don't have a very rigid outline of what I have to do, I'll go in there and it'll just start going pop, pop, pop. And I won't be able to concentrate on what I need to get done. It'll just be too overwhelming. So I always have to have show notes and a show outline, you know, and pick one feature, at least one thing that I zero in on to give it that like six minutes. Just uh, the hardest thing is keeping it under 30 minutes. I never thought it would be so hard, but I messed up the entire schedule for Armstrong because my first episode was three minutes long. And I was, uh, that was tough. That was tough, but yeah, it's just time. Yeah. I mean, not so. Okay. So now that I kind of know more about like how things run at showbiz, because I've I've had times when like my programs that I was watching they were supposed to start and then they never started and it's due to the jag stuff like front. that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh man, now I got it. <laughs> that's right. Oh, oh, there are times when I know that I'm driving people like the people who help me, like the angry cameraman. Right. I could tell there are times I'm just driving him crazy because he's not into toys. Like it's not his thing. He just, he was one of the most skeptical people of hunting. Like he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. And, but then when he saw what was occurring, he want, he's like, yeah, I'll help you. You know, when he saw what was building and I'm like, dude, I'm not joking. I'm like, I'm, these people were from Netflix. I'm like, these people are from history channel and, and I'm not kidding at all. Yeah, uh, he he's like, yeah, well, he's like, let's help organize this. And that was huge for him to because right. uh, I need a driver. I am just a wild. It's just a, it's a runaway train. I need somebody steering it because if I don't, it'll be it. But I write everything. Everything is me. I come up with the concepts, um, you know, all that stuff. It is that is me. Yeah, I mean, you got to know it. Like, you're because you're so passionate about it, you can't. This is an industry where you can't really fake it until you make it. Like, you always yeah. hear that saying, you fake it till you make it. But especially with something like this, and you're on TV, and you got to, like, your mind's got to be racing because you got to be thinking, like, you know, three steps ahead of what you're trying to say yeah. and where you want to go with this. And otherwise, to your point, is you're going to be recording forever because you're trying to, you're trying to run this in one go. And then if you mess up something, you got to go back and it's yeah. just waste time. So, Technical but, difficulties are awful too. Awful. Yeah. We filmed an entire day in downtown Pittsburgh and we got home and we were editing it. And all you hear is this <laughs> the entire, like our mic, our cable snapped inside. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So we filmed an entire day and you hear like the whole, it was awful. It was so bad. That stuff sucks. Bad. Yeah, that, <laughs> but yeah. yeah what do you well, that was a one time. I mean, on a much less uh, impactful scale, Cam and I did our first podcast ever, and I had my microphone on mute the whole time because <sighs> you on like the phones and stuff. When you hit record, it blinks, mm. and so with these microphones we were using, it's a solid light says it's on so i clicked it until it started blinking and i'm like all right yeah i'm ready to go and then we oh. exported it and i just had nothing <laughs> oh, that's a bad feeling it really is yeah. but then when you do it again though you make it better i mean that's the only thing yep. i could think of but yeah that's right there's a lot of it's a lot of crap but if you want if you want it if you want it whatever it is if you want it and you you work until you're gonna collapse you will get it yeah. yep no doubt talk about that all the time that's like we've had some great people on here with like with yourself. Just they've dropped out of college. 
and they're just going for it and they're doing whatever they need to do. And because yeah. they've, they've been to a point where they felt that their back is against the wall. They're unhappy with life and they know what they want to do. They know what they're passionate about. And they are literally put themselves in a position where they have nowhere to go but up because they yeah. can't like they, they they've put themselves in that spot where failure is not an option. Like yeah. if, to your point, if you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen one way or another. Oh yeah. I, I knew that it was something that people would like. I, I believe that it was something that no matter how, you know, how old you are or whatever it is, you can still feel that feeling. It doesn't right. go away, you know? And I know everybody has that, whether it's a good feeling or something that brings you back to a time that wasn't so great, but it made you feel a little bit better, you know, just everybody has that just at different levels, you know? Right. So the, is your show technically considered like educational for like yeah. younger kids, you try okay. So you try to like inspire them, and you try to yep. educate them on okay. On like the actual the, the actual way that I was able to get the trademark, it is a educational, entertainment, continuous documentary style television show for wow. TV. And I know it was cra- I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, this is how I like. That's how it, it's weird. Like right. things are in. Par- I don't understand it. My lawyer did it. He's my best friend from high school. I kept a lot of really good friends. So uh, oh, yeah. boy. Yep. Yeah, he's like, I'll write it for you. So he wrote it up, and it got accepted by the U.S. Trademark Office. So. It's probably like yeah. a few classes, I would imagine, because there's no way that falls under one class. No, no. Yeah, it, yeah it's entertainment, education, right. documentary. The real, the big word I needed to get in there was documentary, because being a documentary-style reality show is I can use other people's stuff. Like, I can use uh, a commercial for Scooby-Doo, because I'm doing it as a documentary. You know, uh-huh. like that's that's big because, you know, you can get sued for using other people's stuff unless you're doing yep. it in a documentary style. It's Dude, that's stuff a, yeah, that's awesome, knew. though. You got to yeah, I, I like I think that, you know, looking at your logo and everything, I think that it's creative enough to also go in as a copyright to do you have that copyrighted well well, that's what i was asking him and he said that the copyrights whenever i do each episode he says you can buy copyrights for them and then those copyrights will fall under your trademark he said so you will copyright individual episodes i'm like oh okay i didn't know that right like that's what he advised me so i just let him do it (laughs) of course yeah i mean i'm just like from you know the perspective of having a creative logo it falls under it can fall under a trademark of course because that's what logos fall under but then if it's creative enough it could also show up as a copyright just because it's that different of a piece that it comes in as too because we use it for like my other company for nebulos is it's oh, such cool. a weird looking logo that it's trademarked and it comes under it falls under copyright because it's like a piece of artwork Oh, so just, well, weird. strangely enough, my logo was designed by world famous toy designer, Stephanie Clark Iskander. You remember the wrestling buddies, the pillows? They were wrestlers. Yes. Were pillows? Yes. She created like, them. <laughs> really? She made them. She made popcorn. She made strawberry shortcake, my little pony. She's like one of the most famous toy designers in the world. And she made the hunting nostalgia logo. She's awesome. That's She's awesome. Because like the logo really does fit like old time toy type oh, she, like, vibes on it. Like it's perfect. <laughs> it, it, I could not have asked for a better person to design my logo. I mean, here, this is her. This is, this is her work. <laughs> <There they are. laughs> Isn't that something like she sent me original sketches of her wrestling buddies with a little note. Why can't I move there? Oh, thank you so oh, much. Looking awesome. forward. 
working with you. Working with you. That's so cool. Yeah, she wants to be on Hunting Nostalgia. That's awesome. How'd you you swing that? She found me on Instagram one day and we started talking. Now she's my, like, we're friends. It's so weird. We're actual friends. That's so crazy. crazy. It is. It's crazy. It's, It's nuts. She's an awesome, awesome person, though. Oh, I'm sure you've met some great people along the way. You know, oh. all, all the people that you've talked about, yeah. like from your cameraman to your co-host to, you know, Stephanie, it's, it's, there's so much going on for you, dude. I'm so happy for you. It is. It's very, it's like I'm in a tornado sometimes, right? But it's a fun tornado, you know? Yeah. Hopefully I land so, in Oz. <laughs> yeah. <So> up, in, <laughs> up until the point you're at now, like from when you started, what, if you, had to pinpoint it to one thing. What do you think was the most challenging thing you experienced? Whether it was, you know, friends, family, you know, uh, the not first, knowing what you're going to do. When History Channel told me I had to get rid of my uncle. Really? That was right. Because yeah. it still bothers him. Like, it's still yeah. to this day. Like, it's bad. It's a shame. But- and I feel horrible for him. But there was nothing I, I'm going to have him on hunting nostalgia. Right. Like I've had him on right. last season. Like he knows sports. Um, that was awful. I felt horrible about that, but what could I, I needed to continue forward. I right. couldn't abandon ship just because he fell off. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. <laughs> like whoops. Yeah. You know, but yeah. That is really just tough though. A lifetime. We'll come back for you later. I'll come back but, for yeah. you whenever I find some baseball <laughs> cards. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, that's that's incredible. I mean, I see the is that Captain Hook up there behind you? Um, yeah, on the poster. Yep, Captain Hook. Peter oh. Pan. It's it's actually it holds, <laughs> uh, it's a coat rack. Yeah, I got. Oh man, I got so much stuff. I'm I'm so happy that I'm gonna have my own studio to put everything in. It's gonna be awesome. Soundproof ceiling and walls. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Do you collect any uh, like video game memorabilia? Um, I collect games old you know nintendo games they got a lot uh, of like statues and stuff too oh yeah you know what uh i was actually talking to a guy about doing an episode for nintendo it didn't pan out but his mother worked for nintendo for 43 years and she got wow. on her 40th anniversary she got a three foot tall golden mario how cool is that oh my god that man cool. yeah like what 40 years you get a golden mario yes. <laughs> awesome. a statue like i was like holy crap that's neat yeah so for social media, just so that our listeners can find you on all your platforms, you have YouTube, you have Facebook, you have Instagram. Is Do you have anything else? Uh, Twitter. And Twitter. And it's all under hunting nostalgia. All hunting nostalgia. And I don't know how to use any of it. I got, I got we'll, we'll link all your stuff in the, in the description. Awesome. And yeah, we'll make sure that um, it's all taken care of because we're going to direct people to you as much as we can. Oh, that's great. I'd love it. Hey, the uh, the yep. last episode this season, I'm going to put a thanks to everybody. I'll, I'll make sure to include you guys on there. You know, that's awesome. super sweet. 1.1 million people looking at you. I, I, yeah, I, I don't remember <laughs> this side of you ever from hockey, but I must have missed <laughs> no. that sweeter side. Yeah, no, no. That's the thing. That is whenever whenever I would put those skates on, it was a different world. People would never believe that. People would never believe your stories. People would never believe your stories. <laughs> People would never believe no, that I was attacked twice by fans. Nobody would ever believe that. Twice. This is fans just, came just on this, to the rink. Just to set like the scene. This is like uh, an adult like beer league hockey. And he, yeah, he's going from hockey to hunting nostalgia. And he would just get kicked out. <laughs> he 
He'd have to leave. Uh, hey, just because I could ref the game better than them and I could run the league better than them, it was just, it was, I want, I specifically played hockey just to fight. That That's the only reason I did it. I love being attacked by, like, I would be under like 13 people and somebody's mother choking me yeah. from the stands. Like, where did you come from? But I could push those buttons Oh, Perfect. Man. I've been attacked so many times, but what they don't know is that's what I wanted. I wanted to be a <laughs> yeah. bring it on. Yeah, oh, I man. never backed out ever once. I never one lost the best, either, I don't think. No. <laughs> one of the best defensemen in the game, man. It was fun. That was it fun. Was, was, I would love the, to do that again. The Hellfish. Man, you just love your H's. Hockey, Hellfish, and Hunting. Yeah, you're, honey. You're all, <laughs> you're all right. over I still have my out. jersey in the back. So do I, actually. I brought it out here with me because I brought all my gear out. Uh, hey, when I get you a, never know. Oh, I'll play again. It's a matter of time, man. It's a matter of time. that You bet that that Hellfish jersey's going on and shit's yeah. going to get real. I I love <laughs> it, dude. I'm so glad that I got pulled into that stuff. Oh, I was happy you did it. I was happy. That, yeah. I was, I, first off, you guys shouldn't have been allowed to be playing in that league. It was It was – I think it was 25 or over, and you guys were all like 17. I don't know how I even got you guys in the yeah. league. At least when we played in Cranberry, right. I know that you guys shouldn't have been there. Right. But I'm glad maybe you were. We looked like we were a lot older. Yeah. yeah maybe that was <laughs> – that's why I put the goalie <laughs> right on. Like, yeah. Josh, getting goal. <laughs> I wanted to see your face. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff, brother. So, channels 10 and 100 on Armstrong, those are the two that you – yeah, uh, certain times throughout the week. Yeah, it's well, actually, it's on seven days a week in in Boardman, Ohio, Kentucky, and Connellsville. Uh, Butler, Erie. Um, there's some other. There's seven networks I'm on, but uh, those are that is Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, eleven thirty, eight thirty, and uh, twelve thirty at night. Three times a day, those three days. I got you just running marathons, man. I love it. Yeah. I Might love it. <laughs> it's neat. I went yeah. to bed the it's first awesome. night it was on. I fell asleep listening to myself on TV. So weird. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Awesome stuff, man. Thanks again for coming on. We'll, we'll hey, give you some you. time, but <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to direct everybody to your channel. We, uh, we appreciate it. And we're, we're going to have you on again um, later down, down the road. Once we've both had some time to establish some more stuff, but that's um, awesome, man. I'd love it. I wish you guys all the luck. I'll do the same. I'll I'll promote your guys. You know, I'll link. Is that what you do? Link? I'll link you up. Yeah, you can link. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> link, add, throw it in there. Yeah. We, we got yeah. it. I try. It is such a, it's such a struggle. It is so hard for me to do this internet stuff. It, I remember when the internet was on a disc and I'd get it yeah. in a cereal box or in a WWE magazine. Like, it's... <laughs> I feel like I'm in the twilight zone when I'm on this. It's funny you say that, though. I feel like getting on TV is 10 times harder than oh. social media. <laughs> <laughs> they, but. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But what's weird is it was social media that got me. It was social media that got me seen. You know, yeah. those people yeah. saw me sure. from Boris and Bart in the super short retro <laughs> toy report. Nuts. Oh, man, that's great. That is <laughs> you great. should have Boris and Bart on your show sometime. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> if we're really running out of material, <laughs> we'll, we'll get right back to it. But 
Yeah, no, everybody that is watching this and listening, thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, I hope that you found value in this. Nick, great, great, great person, hunting nostalgia on TV. We're going to link everything in the descriptions. And remember, no matter what you do, be all in.